Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So I'm in Indianapolis for the NFL Scouting Combine, and I love this story about Jason Light. It was tongue-in-cheek, but it was so good, I'm going to repeat it. And it led my story in the Tampa Bay Times. So basically, Jason said, you know, last year they had COVID uh, cancel the NFL Combine, which has been here in Indy for, the I don't know, it seems like 100 years, ever since I've done this anyway. And it's this might be the last season. They may move this Combine around to various cities. And he goes... He goes, you know, last year um, when they were world champions, Super Bowl champions, there's nothing better than coming, you know, usually about two or three weeks after the Super Bowl and being among your peers, not not just your the other coaches, but also front office, GM, scouts. The whole league is here, even, even owners at, at times. And he goes, I wish we had a combine last year. I would have walked around like Rick Farrell. Rick Flair. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Woo! Woo! I'm pretty sure he would have had a, a, a coat all made and the whole thing. Because that's what it's about. It's about taking your bows. And they didn't get to do that, and it's so wrong. And they still won 14 games, and now they're dealing with a total crisis, which is we have no quarterback. So they're wrestling, if you will, um, how to replace Tom Brady, right? Because he is retired, we think. And even before we got to Jason Light to talk to him off the podium, then on the podium, he went on Good Morning Football and he said in a perfect Motel 6 kind of way, (laughs) we're going to leave the lights on for Tom Brady. What? Wait, what? What does that mean? I can can hear, uh, who is it, Uh, Howard Bodette? That's it, yeah. Jim Bodette. Wasn't it Jim, Jim Bodette? Bodette? Yeah, Jim. That's not Jim how it works. Jim Bodette. Yeah, Jim for Bodette for Motel, Motel 6. Motel 6. We'll, we'll leave the lights on for you. Yep. <laughs> so somewhere Tom Brady's driving around going, is that a Motel 6 or one buck place? I'm not sure which. You think Tom but Brady stays at a Motel 6? Uh, no. <laughs> think Jason Light does? Perhaps not in <laughs> 50 years. Um, probably not. But... It was really, you know, it was funny because I think there's this perception versus reality, right? Perception is, hey, thread the needle. Like Jason Light said this, he goes, you know, my neighbor, and he didn't name him, but my neighbor thinks, well, you you sign one Pro Bowl quarterback, just go out and sign another one. Yeah, sure. Tom Brady, maybe he won't be Tom Brady. We'll just get get another Super Bowl quarterback, and then away we go. And... It just isn't that easy, man. And so, you know, the, the thing about the whole Tom Brady stuff, when you say we'll leave the lights on for you, now Jason was quick to say, I have no insider information. I have absolutely – I have talked to Tom Brady, but we don't talk about that. Like we're friends. Like we, we, we have talked. I don't ask him where he sits with respect to – do you think you'll unretire? What was really interesting is while leaving the door open, as Tom Brady has done, and now the Bucks, 
Bruce Arian says, I talked to him. He convinced me he's through. <laughs> like, you know, by the time I got done talking to him, I was like, yeah, you're not going to play anymore. So somewhere in there is the truth, but I tend to lean towards Brady is being honest with them and, and when he told them that he's not going to play so that they could go out and try to find a quarterback. But it's just not that easy because, as I, as I said, you know, if anything happened at the Combine with respect to the Bucks and Bruce Arians and Jason Light on Tuesday, it was, hey, guys, this fantasy football stuff we've all been living here, with all these dudes that you think we can get, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson is available, by the way. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, right? This is not happening. Like, these teams aren't looking to trade their quarterbacks, their starting quarterbacks. Not to say it wouldn't happen ever, et cetera, anything's possible. But, like, they don't have guys to turn to. So we can sit here and roll out all the names, and it sounds great. And we did pull it off a couple of years ago, but the difference was Brady was a free agent. Philip Rivers was a free agent. Drew Brees was a free agent. He signed, resigned with New Orleans. These guys are not free agents. You're talking about draft picks. You're talking about millions and millions of dollars that affects the rest of the team you're trying to bring back in free agency. And so, you know, they made it clear that they don't, you know, like Light said, I have no information. We're friends. We talk. You never shut the door. We said we'd leave the light on. But at the end of the day, um, it it's not a bright picture that they painted up here about their quarterback situation. And no one wants to hear this. And they can keep saying it, and maybe it'll change. Maybe there's a dark horse out there somewhere that'll, you know, something will occur and something unexpected, and all of a sudden you have a Pro Bowl quarterback. But what they're saying is, we have Kyle Trask. That's what we got. We're looking around. We're doing all the diligence. We're talking to all the agents. We're talking to the teams. We have Kyle Trask. Oh, and by the way, he's a free agent, but we might be able to re-sign Blaine Gabbert. And then anything after that, and they're going to bring four quarterbacks to camp, anything after that is competing with those two guys. And they spent most of the day on Tuesday trying to make a case for how this team, even though you don't have a center you know, who's a free agent, Ryan Jensen, you don't have a guard in Alex Kappa who's a free agent, you don't have another guard in Ali Marpet who just retired, you have one running back, you don't have Chris Godwin who's healthy yet, you may not have Rob Gronkowski, you may have only one tight end in Cam Brate. Um, you can go down the list and you go, wait a minute, their whole offense has disappeared, like virtually disappeared. And, you know, there's some obviously some minuses on the defense too. But they're here to tell you it's not as rosy as everybody. Oh, just go out and sign another Pro Bowl quarterback. Blaine Gabbert, if they can re-sign him, Kyle Trask, who's under contract, and maybe another guy or two because they want to bring four who will compete with those guys for the starting job. That's where the Bucks are living right now. And I don't see, and they don't see, much chance for any of that to change. And so I was, you know, I, I've thought this for a while, but to hear them say it was really sobering. Well, if, if the last two years taught us anything, it's that if you have a elite quarterback, 
you can bring him to a team and win a Super Bowl. So if you have an elite quarterback at this point, why would you consider trading him? I mean, if the Detroit Lions had to do it all over again, would they? Probably not. I mean, they did get a big haul back, but there's no guarantee any of those picks work out. None. You know, and Tom Brady was a free agent. You didn't have to give anything up for him. But the last two years, more than anything, have shown if you have an elite quarterback, you can win it all. So if you have one, why would you ever get rid of it? Ever. Now, I suppose you can dangle enough in front of a team or the team around is just so bad, it's worth the risk of give me enough draft picks where it makes it worth my while to rebuild. Maybe that was Detroit's situation. But if you have an elite quarterback, hold on to that with everything you've got because nothing else on the field matters at that point. If you don't have an elite quarterback, haven't we seen the last few years that you can't win at all? You know, maybe 15, 10 years ago you could. But anymore, with the way the game has changed, the way they protect quarterbacks, the way the rules have changed, and it's a lot harder to play defense, a lot harder to cover receivers. If you've got an elite quarterback, that's the only, that's about the only shot you got to win a Super Bowl. And that's, that's what every team is, that's what 32 teams are trying to do every year. So if you've yeah. got Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. if you've got Aaron Rodgers, you know, Deshaun Watson's the outlier there because of the, the off-the-field stuff that's going on. And that's that, that that's a whole different thing. But if you've got, why would you? If you're Green Bay, why would you ever trade Aaron Rodgers? Unless unless he absolutely is going to retire if you don't do it. That's about the only reason I think I would if I'm them. Because you you really believe Jordan loves elite at this point? No, I guess I, I mean, guess if there's an argument about trading him now, is that I I think they eliminated the last year of his contract. So it, mm-hmm. it you could get him back for one season and then but then you get no compensation for him. So if if Rodgers was you know adamant about I don't want to play here anymore, it would behoove you to then trade him and get something for him before he became a free agent or just quit or retired or whatever. But my point so, being is if you trade Aaron Rodgers, do you think you're winning the Super Bowl this year? No. No, and that's the only goal. That should be the only goal. Now, if you believe team. Jordan Love's going to lead you to a Super Bowl in the next three to four years, okay, maybe, maybe entertain. But I don't think Green Bay believes that. I, I could be wrong. You know, and until he gets out there on the field, you just don't know. But they see him in practice every day. They've seen him for several years now. Yeah. I mean, Green Bay's only shot to win a Super Bowl this year is to have – Aaron Rodgers as its quarterback. That's true. Now, if you don't believe your team can win a Super Bowl, you don't have enough other pieces or whatever, and you're going to lose Aaron Rodgers, okay, then then I could see that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think Green Bay's got, I mean, what, they've won 14 games each of the last, what, two, three seasons? If you if you can franchise tag Devontae Adams, you got his number one weapon back, why wouldn't you think Green Bay's got a shot at it? Yeah, you gotta have a quarterback, and and the Bucks don't have one. And what's interesting is that, you know, Arians has completely flopped about what he thought would happen. I mean, he he told me before the last game he couldn't imagine he would be shocked if Tom Brady retired. Now he's saying he'd be shocked if he came out of retirement, and that's a weird place to be. 
But he said when we talked to him on you know on, on Tuesday, he said I was one of the ones that was just the opposite. Every time I met Tom, every time I met with Brady, he felt fantastic. Every time I kept asking him, "How do you feel? How do you feel?" He said, "It's the best I've felt in ten years." And this was in week sixteen. He goes, "The way he was playing, I had myself convinced that he was coming back." Then we talked, and I understood everything about it. He slammed the door shut when I talked to him. I think like a lot of these guys, he just likes to have his name out there, which yeah, this, is kind of a this shot. wasn't a physical decision by Tom Brady. This no. wasn't Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, right. you know, these guys right. that just were falling apart. That's, I mean, Tom Brady was second-team All-Pro, Pro Bowl quarterback again, led the league in passing. This has nothing to do with physical skills. This has everything to do with family. Mm-hmm. And he's ready to move on to whatever else in his life, his business interest in that. Yeah. Maybe he's going to trade more crypto. I don't know. but <laughs> Oh, he's going to trade crypto. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. And anything else he can get his hands on. Um, this is interesting, this part of the story. So there's been this theory out there, right, conspiracy theory, that Brady sort of had a schism, a rift, uh, soured on Bruce Arians and or the Bucks, right? Like there's this thing out there that you know, we've seen it written a bunch of times and People blogging it or whatnot, like, oh, you know, he whittled back the offense. He took a red line to this and that. And we know that, you know, the Rams went for it. They got Odell Beckham Jr. They got Von Miller. They, you know, they went for it and won a Super Bowl. Okay, fine. Um, but I think there's this theory that, well, Brady retired, and, but he's not serious about leaving the game. He retired from the Bucks. He doesn't think they have the juice, and they just lost Ali Marpet, who retired, and so on, and so forth. Brady got out because he doesn't. He doesn't think he can win. And what's interesting is that if Brady said, "I want to play," but I don't want to play here, and the Bucks would own his rights because they're going to keep his rights, they're going to put him on the reserve retired list after June 1st to reduce the salary cap, but they own his rights. What Arian said on on uh, Tuesday was interesting to me. He said that if Brady wants to return to play for another team, and many people speculate this is the 49ers where he grew up in San Mateo and all that, he said that, uh, yeah, sure, that would work, and they're going to have their rights, his rights. And he said, Five number ones, maybe. And it was like, well, why not just let him go, right? He's won a Super Bowl. He won all these games in two years. Arian said, nope, bad business. I went, whoa, because I'm I'm of the belief that, like, you know, Bucks sign a quarterback, don't sign a quarterback, whether they go to camp, guys are in camp, and Tom comes to them. I'm, I was always... You know, I just felt like at that point the Bucks would be so grateful and the Glazer family would be so grateful. They go, you want to play again? We've got our guys. We'll release you. This is clearly not what's going to happen uh, if Bruce Arians has anything to do about it. It's like, no, no, bad business. We want him here. If he wants to play again, he's not playing somewhere else. But you've said but, all along 
It was the Glazers that would allow him to do that. And I, I, don't, I, still, I don't think I don't think I've ever believed that Bruce Arians would agree with that. Right. And I still think if push came to shove, it was just interesting to hear Bruce say that, like, mm-hmm. no, no bad business. The problem is he doesn't run the business. Mm-hmm. The problem is he's right. It is bad business because why are you letting a guy under contract walk to another team and then beat you with him? That's, that's not the way to succeed. But I still believe, despite what he said, that the Glazer family, if Tom went to them and looked at, at them in his beautiful blue eyes uh, and said, hey, I think I've done a lot here. I don't think there's anything more for me to do here. I'm asking you, if not begging you, you know, let me go. They would, in my opinion, they would do it because they've let every head coach, every assistant that they fired, they've, you know, they've immediately sort of let them go, you know, make money, whatever they want to do. In Rich McKay, the whole Atlanta thing, I, I think, I think they wouldn't be vindictive about it. Arian says, nope, nope, bad business. So what does he know? And well, you know, does, which brings does, he us, know, does he know anything, or has he heard those reports? And this is his way of reiterating his belief in this, or getting ahead of it. Could be, could be. I'm not going to dispute you that. Know, in case the owners would consider it, let me go ahead and put that out there. Yeah, make, make it harder kind of for them to do that. Preemptively, yeah. Um, here's the, and I've I've said this before, and I'm confident in this ranking that I'm going to give you. The Bucks have done. They said they've done work on about eight, eight quarterbacks that, you know, on other teams or free agency or whatever, and I think it's interesting because I think the pecking order is obviously Aaron Rodgers is number one, number two on that list. Deshaun Watson. We've been saying this for a while. Twenty six years old. Bruce Arians knows him personally pretty well. He says I've known the kid a long time. Shocked that he's in that situation. But in order to sign Deshaun Watson, Bruce Arians confirmed it would be a strict organizational sign-off. In other words, because of his off-field behavior, because of what they've gone through with Antonio Brown, et cetera, that I think the Bucks would love, love to have Deshaun Watson because Arians says he knows him. But it's going to be really tough. It's going to be tough to pass that filter with the owners. And that came through loud and clear to me on on uh, Tuesday that you're going to have to do a lot of work. He's going to have to clean up those cases, and I don't know what you'd have to do after that, but it's going to be really tough, really tough. Asked about Jameis Winston, right? Mm-hmm. I know no one wants to hear this. Jameis Winston, who's coming off the ACL injury, he suffered in the Bucks win, or the Bucks lost. He beat, he beat them uh, in New Orleans. Um, you know, you can weigh all these other guys and how, how soon before you get to Jameis Winston and, you know, knows the offense, 5,000 yards. I mean, all this stuff, right? So he becomes an option. I asked Bruce Arians, I go, have you eliminated Winston, you know, as, as a possibility? He goes, not totally, which surprised me. And then he said, but I don't think it's the best thing for him. <laughs> Way to look out for your guy that you cut just a couple of years ago. Um, Winston couldn't handle it. And I'm sure they're aware of, you know, the type of vehicles and all that stuff that's 
that's coming in. Um, so, yeah. So, at the end of the day, as Stephen A. Smith would say, I think we're looking at Kyle Trask, who will get every chance to win the job, and Blaine Gabbert, who probably needs to. And anybody after that is competing. Is there a chance, and I suppose there always is a chance, mm-hmm. if one of the quarterbacks predicted to go in the first round is still available, Yeah, where they, where they drafted, what, 27? 27. Mm-hmm. Could they take a quarterback? They could. I, they mean, made I, it, I don't know they, how they view the quarterbacks, and they're going to do their evaluations and, and determine sure. if they think, you know, that's an NFL capable, you know, leading you to a Super Bowl in the future quarterback. We, we knew Kyle Trask was a project. Yep. They redshirted him last year. Yep. We really don't know what to expect from him this year. And I suppose a lot of that's going to be done in training camp and in OTAs and mini camps and all that. Yeah. Is now he's going to get more reps with first teams and second teams and not scout teams. Right. Right. But, yeah. And I mean, Bruce says it'll be an open competition because Kyle is going to be a. Uh, going to get a you know great great shot. He says he's carried himself. He's really impressed um, the way he's improved the way mm-hmm. you know improved the way he needed to. He says um, he's been running the scout team, but you know his presence in the pocket, the movement, all those things that Tom taught him has brought him along a little quicker. And you know we'll see, man. I mean, at the end of the day. This is their guy. This is who's under contract. It was weird today. It was it was sort of they almost went out of their way to say, people, let me lower your expectations. And yet, and yet, there's still this feeling that, is it really over? Like you walk through these halls and go back to what Bruce said. He, he wished he would have been here, a year, or uh, Jason said, wish he had been here a year ago to be the whole Ric Flair thing. But that's what this week is about. This week is about taking bows and 31 under miserable teams figuring out how to reload. And it is really cool to be here when they're judging, you know, these kids out of college and the workouts and then they go to the interviews at night. Like, you know, the Bucks have done a good job over the years. This is, this is, a, this is an important week. It's, 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 you know, they're at a crossroads. And, and I got a, a real sense from them that, they're trying to manage expectations and say, look, we are not the Tom Brady Bucks. We are not. We have good players. Mm-hmm. We'll get more good players. We'll get a good quarterback. We're not going to bankrupt the future. Jason Light was adamant about that. I think people have to realize that whoever is in here, they're going to have to do it a different way. And they still think they're competitive, and they, but mm-hmm. they, they're not inclined to say we're giving away the farm. We're giving away you know, four years of number ones. Well, isn't it – they're kind of stuck. They are. Because totally. you're trying to temper expectations. Mm-hmm. Because the odds mm-hmm. of you getting that elite quarterback or quarterback that's considered elite at this point now yep. Yep. Is, is slim. Yes. But if you're just sitting there saying Kyle Trask is our quarterback this year, is Chris Godwin resigning with you? Mm-hmm. Is other free agents going to look at you, the ones that you right. want? Right, right. You know, does Carlton Davis look – now, you may f- put a tag on him and, and then he's got to stay, but if you know if you have to use the second tag on Chris Godwin instead. 
Right. Does some of the, you know, does your free agents, and you have quite a few of them, do they start to go, eh, you know, Gronkowski, eh, I'm not coming back for that. I might come back, but not for that. I'm not saying he's saying that. Yeah. But, but they have to temper the expectations for what's going to happen. But you can't, you also, you're trying to attract free agents and re-sign some of your guys. Right. You know, does Ryan Jensen want to sign here if Kyle Trask is the quarterback or Blaine Gabbert? I, I don't know the answer. Yeah. And he would have a better idea of if, you know, what Kyle Trask is capable of than I would. Right. You know, does Alex Kappa resign? You know, who's going to be your running back to go with Keyshawn Vaughn? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's it's it's a tough spot for them. Granted, you know, an envious one because they did win a Super Bowl a year ago. Yeah. You know, and now no, they're, but they're it's trying wi- to figure it's, out how the next step is with that. It's whiplash. It's whiplash for them because they've been to the mountaintop and then bam. You know, it's like no one expects them to come close to doing that again. And they're, they're sort of, you know, they're just, <laughs> they're not lost, but they're, they're, they're trying to be realistic and trying to set expectations. And I don't think anybody's listening to them because everybody thinks they're going to pull a rabbit out of their hat. And I, I just don't, and look, they defended Gabbert like, you know, you can make a case for anybody, right? Um, and they've got, they've got other issues. I mean, they got to decide, can we get Jordan Whitehead back? Can we, is Gronkowski going to retire? Um, you know, he did say that in both cases, and Damakon Sue and Jason Pierre-Paul have um, sort of indicated to him they plan on playing. He said Gronkowski's been lifting two days a week at the Bucks facility, which is unique. So there's a lot of moving parts with that. Um, and, and, and that's what this week is for. It's about talking to agents, who can resign, who, who are you going to lose, you got to prioritize. Now, because Ali Marpet retired, that creates an opportunity on the offensive line, uh, which is something you may or may not have addressed in the draft. So, you know, everything's kind of changed. But Or in free agency. You know, I mean, you may look to a free agent for that absolutely. position. So, you know, it changes what you're going to do come, you know, two weeks from now. Absolutely. I mean, you're sitting here with two offensive tackles and no interior guys. And, you know, some of these guys might get overpaid. But, yeah, sobering would be the way I'd describe what happened. Like, they're prepared to continue on. They're prepared to win now. They're going to try to win now. Um, but they've, they've got a lot of holes, man. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Because if you look at the offense, you go, okay, you got one running back, two receivers, one's got an ACL tear. you got one tight end who didn't play very much and can't break, can't block. And now you lose three of your interior offensive linemen. Yeah, sign me up for mm, three wins, four wins maybe. It's really tough. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Really tough. What's not tough is your Tampa Bay Lightning, who no, no, they are handled. Tough. They are very tough. Handled the Ottawa Senators. What it was five two was the final, I believe. Five two. They scored five unanswered goals after giving up wow two goals early. Andre Vasilevsky, mm. I think, 
See, the second or third time in his career, he's given up two goals in the first two shots. First two shots, wow. Yep. And then he didn't allow another goal the rest of the game. Maybe they should tell him when the game starts. Maybe they should you know, get him out there a little they soon. They started a little slow. Uh, John Cooper mentioned, I want to forget that first five minutes. And uh, <laughs> Brain Point mentioned he had a really bad first shift. His mind wasn't ready. And yeah, they kind of got their butt whooped. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it's hangover from the stadium series. You know, maybe you had to readjust their eyesight and, you know, fans actually behind the glass. But, you know, I think there was probably a little of uh, – you know, I mean, you just came off that huge game, the stadium series, a big win, amazing atmosphere. Yeah. And they came out slow. But once they found their legs, they were good. They were really good. Yeah. Kucherov, a phenomenal pass to set up Stamkos's goal. Backhand across through traffic, it was incredible. Break. Power play, non-power play. Which Stamkos was, uh, that one, was that, a, that was a power play goal. Yeah. Um, Braden Point goal, Stamkos the goal of course, Kucherov had a goal uh, Sergachev scored for the first time since October 26th Wow So it was a uh, uh, the Lightning did what they have to do I mean, this is a tough stretch for them This started 31 games in 60 days They have three home games this week in four days They had Tuesday night yeah. and they have Thursday and Friday night mm-hmm. Then they go on the road for 10 of their next 11 games Whoosh, ouch. They have a six-game road trip, Chicago, all four Western Canada teams, and Seattle. Back for one game against the Rangers, then back out on the road against teams like Boston, Carolina. Wow, uh, that's so, brutal. Yeah, it's that's 10, brutal. 10 of the next 11 on the road oh. after after the back-to-back Thursday, Friday. That's brutal. That almost the, seems unfair. But then come April, they have 11 home games in April. That's your payoff. And yeah. every road trip is either one game or a back-to-back. That's mm. it. It's a, like one one game and back. Mm. So the road becomes easy. Although playing that many home games is is tough too. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a it's starting a tough stretch. They're leading the Atlantic Division again now. They've passed Florida. Right. Point up on Florida with a game in hand. And you know they're I mean what seventy six points through fifty two games. If if you subscribe Rocky. to the theory of ninety six points get you in the playoffs. Which, to be honest, the Eastern Conference, we already know the eight playoff teams. Yeah. There's eight playoff teams, and then there's the, the uh, eight other teams below them. Mm-hmm. Um, barring Boston collapses, and I mean collapses, yeah. and Columbus yeah. can get hot. They're about the only team yeah. that can catch anybody. The eight teams are already determined, but, I mean, the Lightning, in order to get that 96-point threshold, needs 20 points in the next 30 games. Oh, easy. So... They're going to do that easy. Yeah. Now, you know, but that's not the goal is not to get 96 points. It's to be playing right. the right way come the playoffs. So. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think they're that geeked up about it. But, hey, it was there for the taking. What was not there for the taking is Major League Baseball. Woof. And the Players Association. Now we're looking at the first, I think, two series, maybe a week now into the season they have canceled. Yes. First missed game since the 94-95 uh, when we lost the World Series in 94 and then the terrible. beginning of the 95 season. Yeah. So it's been over, what, 25 years since we've lost baseball games. Yeah. And they suffered back then. It wasn't until they got into the, you know, steroid-induced home run race. No, 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 no. No, 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 a little bit. A little bit. I did insult them. Um, 
you know, I just think baseball is such a mess, and they have so much money, and the fact that they can't divvy this thing up is a, an embarrassment, and they deserve whatever they've done to destroy their game. I'm done with them. I I will watch arena football. Although, which arena football am I really watching? Is it the old USFL or is it the new USFL? Well, is it going to be the USFL? I mean, they're being sued. Yeah. Trademark infringement. Now, the trademarks haven't been used in 30 years. Yeah. So it's but they're trademarks. It right? is, but it's, but you also have to use trademarks to keep them. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. See, so there's, you know, the, legally, they may lose that suit and Fox may win it. Yeah. I can't imagine if, if Fox didn't win what would happen, but um, they're getting close, getting close. The Tampa Bay Bandits, man, one of my earliest memories at the Times was covering a Tampa Bay Bandits game with Dave Scheiber, who was also the Bucks beat writer. Mm-hmm. And we went there, and it was like one of their first home games. And here comes, ready for this crew, Burt Reynolds, Lonnie Anderson, Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> I'm like, I'll take Paul Lynn for the center square. What are we doing? It was crazy. And there they were. It was like Hollywood comes to Tampa for their game. So there's a lot of lot of sidebars to write back in the day. But yeah, so they're gonna sue him. Good luck with that. Yeah. But baseball, we had hopes. Oh. We recorded last night. They were still negotiating. The so win- close. The deadline was coming up at midnight. They went past that. Then they ultimately agreed to extend the deadline to five o'clock on Tuesday. Mm. Because they were making progress, and then Tuesday it was backwards. Mm-mm-mm. I'm done with them. I got to find. You know what? I'm going to be a Netflix guy. I'm going to just watch movies. I, I can't. I can't handle the drama over billionaires and millionaires fighting when they've all got more than enough than enough money. It can't. You really. You can't get this done. Look forever, like they were going to make this happen, and then something happened, and it didn't get agreed to and now you know to be honest with you if they went back to the table and got a deal done they don't have to cancel as many games as they say they do but that's sort of the power of the deadline and i was so optimistic that this would not come to this and i i hate this game i love the game i hate the people that run it i hate i don't think rob manfred does a good i don't think anybody does a good job i i just dislike it but here we are here we are. No baseball. How's that feel? Wow. You know, I had plans to spring breaks coming up, what, in two weeks? I mean, we were planning to go yeah. to several spring training games that week. Oh, I yeah. I take my kids. Love going to baseball games. Mm-hmm. Love the, the chance to sit outside. I mean, I love Tropicana Field because when it's 95 degrees outside, I love being inside. Sure. But in March, let's watch some baseball outside. Absolutely. Pick some different parks, go around. My kids yep. haven't been to too many spring training games, one or two here or there. Mm-hmm. But my work schedule was working out pretty well. It was like, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. That stinks, man. So, and I think is... we're going to go to the Vouse Bar now that week, but yeah, which is, that's well, always good a good for, time. Good for golf, but I, I the sport I love is just cannot get it right. There's so much tension and bad feelings between the two sides. I. I think they're a little tone deaf, both sides, to be honest with you. And if they hurt the game, they hurt the game. But, man, I'm just really, ugh. Anyway, the Combine will continue. 
they're going to start working out players. There'll be more interviews, not with Jason or BA, but other coaches and general managers. Uh, everybody is here this week for the NFL, including the top draft picks. And so we'll have more coverage on that. I'm headed back to Tampa very early uh, in a few hours, as a matter of fact. So uh, we'll have lots to talk about this week. I'm sure we'll, uh, I'm sure at some point we'll pull out a mailbag. We can do all that stuff. Yeah, go ahead and get your questions in at Sports Day TV on Twitter or at NFL Stroud or rstroud at tampabay.com if you'd like to email your question. Yeah, lots going on with the Bucs. Um, hope you read tampabay.com and Tampa Bay Times. Our stories will be there. I got more this week uh, on the offensive line, which is now suddenly a priority. They have so much work to do, and yet it's, it's a division that isn't fully controlled. Everybody's sort of waiting for the quarterback, so... It's going to be a real interesting next couple of months for sure. And I just think that Arians and Light's job on Monday, at least, was sort of like pump brakes here. Let's temper some expectations. You know, certain guys are not walking through that door. So uh, good job by Jason Light to try to get that message across. So uh, send us your mailback question. We're here every Monday through Friday. I'll be back uh, tomorrow in Tampa Bay. We'll talk to you then. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 